Good evening, Crypt Keepers, and welcome to a special fun little after party. I'm joined, as always, by a man with an ever-present turtle head. Ryan, what's up? <laughs> uh, all right. Not much, man. <laughs> I am uh, feeling pretty good. I'm ready. Full of McDonald's. I haven't crashed yet, so... Yep, you'll find something to do with that turtle head. <laughs> you'll feel even better after that's gone. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I guess uh, tonight we are just going to jump right into it. You want to tell them what they need to know real quick? Sure. If you guys want to help us out, the best way you can do that is by sharing the show with somebody you think will like it easiest and best way for it to spread you can also leave comments ratings whatever you can do on your particular podcast platform it helps tell that platform that this is a good show and more people should hear it yes yeah if you hate it don't tell us (laughs) we're fragile especially if you say your dog hates it i've been listening to old car talk and there was a listener who wrote in and their p their ps was my dog hates your show too (laughs) i don't Mm -hmm. think we can take that here uh but yeah if you want to support us in other ways you can check out our friends over at Parabox at the link in the show notes they've always got great designs you can see what we're doing on tiktok and youtube at cryptique podcast with an underscore for tiktok and without for youtube and you can check out what we're hawking over at cryptiquepodcaststore.com and as always you can email us with suggestions critiques whatever else you got at cryptiquepodcast at gmail.com absolutely and it doesn't take you guys very long to just click like or subscribe you can do that for us please do that for us so what are we talking about tonight kappa and or not kappa if you want to be fancy fancy I've heard it and both not, ways and not as i originally thought a greek house on campus somewhere a kappa or river child also known as river boy or horse puller which is a thing that answers to another entity that we're not going to cover very much called a river tiger or water tiger is a reptilioid kami with similarities to yokai found in traditional Japanese folklore. Kappa can become harmful when they are not respected as gods. They are typically depicted as green human-like beings with webbed hands and feet and turtle-like shells on their backs. A depression on its head called its dish retains water, and if this is damaged or its liquid is lost, either through spilling or drying up, the kappa is severely weakened. The kappa are known to favor cucumbers and love to engage in sumo wrestling. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's why this is fun. Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty good. It's it's one thing to write or read this stuff. It's another to say it out loud. Right. <laughs> they are often accused of assaulting humans in water, and removing a mythical organ called the Shirokadama from their victim's anus. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> if you want to keep your Shiriki Kodama or Shirikodama, cover your anus when you're in your Japanese Fukidama. waters. <clears throat> Jesus. <laughs> and I, I guess we, we should say that they are in uh, fresh water. So you'll find them in streams, lakes, ponds, but not the ocean. If you find them at all. Yeah, yeah. something's messing with your anus and... Cover the brown eye. Well, it's not good either way, but... (laughs) Cover the brown eye, Ryan. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, Uh, so should we get on to the next thing? Apparently. Yeah, so the name Kappa is a contraction of the words Kawa, River, and Wapa, a variant form of child. Another translation of Kappa is water sprites. The Kappa are also known regionally by at least 80 other names. And I thought about just listing those names and making Ryan say them all, but I decided to be nice. Praise the Lord. Yes. So in perhaps uh, alluding to what some of these things may be as far as reality, and, and I'm not saying that there's not a real river child out there. But some of the other names that they call it is an otter, a soft-shelled turtle, and monkey, suggesting that it resembles these animals. But it could just be 
that you're seeing those animals too. So, I mean, uh, that's always a possibility. Yeah. So the name Steed Puller, which is also Ryan's adult film name, alludes to its reputed penchant to drag away horses. So we're talking about something that's the size of a child, but is supposed to be 15 times stronger and big enough to pull horses. So you want to tell us a little bit about their appearance now? <laughs> sure. Although I'm imagining a mermaid version of a Gorn. Mm-mm. And mm. anyway, Kappa are said to be roughly humanoid in form and about the size of a child inhabiting the ponds and rivers of Japan. Clumsy on land, like me, they are at home in water, like me, and thrive during the warm months, unlike me. They are typically greenish in color or yellow-blue and either scaly or slimy skinned with webbed hands and feet and a turtle-like carapace on their back. So... It's a shell. It's quite a range of descriptions. Mm -hmm. Maybe like races or ethnic backgrounds with these things. Who knows? Yeah. humans all look different, too. True. Inhuman traits include three anuses that allow them to pass three times as much gas as humans. Despite Not all humans. <laughs> Kim had to ask me the other night, like, is there something wrong with you? Because it was just, it was just constant. It was all night. It's like I, I should have shriveled up. I should have I should have gone to bed looking like a scarecrow. But <laughs> I just kept going. <laughs> Honey, I can't help it. I've got three anuses. I'm part kappa. Oh man. Despite their small stature, they are physically stronger than a grown man. The kappa are sometimes said to smell like fish and they can swim like them. According to some accounts, a kappa's arms are connected to each other through the torso and can slide from one side to the other. That'd be pretty handy. Mm-hmm. While they are primarily water creatures, they do on occasion venture onto land. When they do, the dish on their head can be covered with a metal cap for protection. So they use tools and... Yeah. Or maybe it's more like an armor thing for them. I don't know. Well, it's basically a cap a cap. Cap a cap. Yeah. That's something for the store. A cap a cap. Yeah, that's a great idea. Like a yarmulke but made of metal. <laughs> I was thinking of maybe a baseball cap with a cap on it, but... Yeah, true. Just the top could be metal. So it'll get nice and hot in the sun. Absolutely. It'll be like 140 degrees on top of your head. It's better than spilling the water that you need to survive. Sure. Getting into behavior. Kappa are usually seen as kami of the water, and that is just going to be spirit of the water. Their actions range from minor misdemeanors, such as looking up women's kimono if they venture too near the water. Maybe they could use that that cap as like a mirror. Like you hear about these uh, guys that creep on women in stores with like the mirror on the kind of the selfie stick thing. And Yeah. Yeah. Probably know. the phones now, honestly. True. Uh, but they are also accused of outright malevolence, such as drowning people and animals, kidnapping children, raping women, and at times eating human flesh. Though sometimes menacing, they're also sometimes kind of friendly towards humans. While younger kappa are frequently found in family groups, adult kappa live solitary lives. However, it's common for Kappa to befriend other yokai or Japanese spirits, and sometimes even people. We'll tell you about what Kappa like to eat after a quick break. Welcome back to War Booty and the Bandit. Ryan. I like conflict anus. For, for you behind the scenes, <laughs> when, when we're, we use a tool to do this where we send invites, and you can put any name you want for the person you're inviting. And uh, yeah, I mean, conflict anus sounds so much more clinical and professional than War Booty. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't. I, I think. I think with my Google search history, I might already be on like a watch list, and I have to put me in a special file if I if I like look for a shirt with that or get one made. <laughs> Could be. Now, tell us about what they like to eat. 
Uh, cucumbers, for starters. Folk beliefs claim that cucumber is the Kappa's traditional favorite meal. At festivals, offerings of cucumbers are frequently made to the spirit, or entity, or whatever you want to call it, since we called it a kami, a spirit, all this other stuff. Right. Sometimes the Kappa is said to have other favorite foods, such as the Japanese eggplant, buckwheat noodles, fermented soybeans, or Japanese pumpkin. In Edo, or what is now Tokyo, there used to be a tradition where people would write the names of their family members on cucumbers and send them afloat into the streams to mollify the kappa and prevent the family from coming to harm in those streams. In some regions, it was customary to eat cucumbers before swimming as protection, but in others, it was believed that this act would guarantee an attack. Yeah, because the kappa wants a cucumber in your belly. <laughs> well, where, what orifice is he going to use to reach in and get that <laughs> cucumber? <laughs> Whatever he can get. He's like, you only got one anus? What's wrong with you people? <laughs> right. What the fuck? All right, so let's talk about them as monsters. As water monsters, Kappa have been blamed for drownings and are often said to try to lure people into the water and pull them in with their great skill at wrestling. I don't know. I guess sumo wrestling involves some pulling and stuff, but it seems like some mostly sure. they just belly flop into each other. But, you know. I have a very limited knowledge of sumo wrestling. Yeah, no, no. There, there's grappling and stuff involved. Okay. I, I buy it. All right. Well, good. All right. So if that was what was keeping you uh, kind of on the side of these things are fake, <laughs> just know that uh, Ryan believes because of their great skill at sumo wrestling. Mm -hmm. They're sometimes said to take their victims for the purpose of drinking their blood, eating their livers, or gaining power. By taking their Shirikodama, a mythical ball said to contain the soul, which is located inside Ryan's anus. Not not your soul, my soul. Yeah, I mean Everybody listening, yours is yours is in your own. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was thinking I mean the only thing that I can think of that might make a little bit of sense is they're talking about like your prostate. Right? I mean, w w unless it's just total fiction with absolutely no basis in reality, what else could they reach up your butt for? I have no theories. Yeah, but you've got like the spiritual sort of centers of the body, right? Yeah, chakras, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So who knows if you have an anal chakra? <laughs> I'm not Googling that either. All right. So... <laughs> So Kappa have been used kind of as a boogeyman to warn children of the dangers lurking in rivers and lakes, as Kappa have often been said to try to lure people to water and pull them in. Even today, signs warning about Kappa appear by bodies of water in some Japanese towns and villages. Yeah, I mean, we have Bigfoot crossing signs too. So uh, Kappa are also said to victimize animals, especially horses and cows. The motif of the kappa trying to drown a horse is found all over Japan. Lefkadio Hearn wrote of a story in Kawachimura near Matsui where a horse-stealing kappa was captured and made to write a sworn statement vowing never to harm people again. That was amazing. Yeah, I guess you, yeah, you can bind these uh, spirits by making them sign papers saying that they're not going to hurt anybody. No, I mean, that was amazing that you, you got through those words, those names on the first try. Oh, well, thank you. But you stumbled over Kimono before. That's true. It's because you're thinking of the, the naked commandos still. I am. I just can't get commando. it out of my head. One of the, uh, so I made a uh, TikTok video that's just a real quick, like, you know, like four basic pages saying what this guy did with a beat behind it and blah, blah, blah. And uh, one of the... Uh, people that saw it sent a uh, message saying stop snitching <laughs> so <laughs> so that's pretty funny yeah so, I, I, hey you know what if uh general butt naked running around here i would not be snitching all right so defense against the kappa <laughs> defense against kappa seems like a class i like that uh repelling with flatulence and that's, is apparently a method. Yeah, that's just, you fart on those motherfuckers. 
Oh, but you're at a disadvantage. Anyway, it was be- I would have been good last night. It was believed that there were a few means of escape if one was confronted with the kappa. Kappa are obsessed with politeness, so if a person makes a deep bow, it will return the gesture. This results in the kappa spilling the water held in the dish on its head, rendering it unable to leave the bowing position until the plate is refilled with water from the river in which it lives. If a person refills it, the kappa will serve that person for all eternity. So that's a good deal. Yeah, as long as you believe in when you die, are you going to be reincarnated and this kappa is going to search you out? Yeah, it's going to just show up. You're going to think it's Jehovah's coming to your door, but it's a kappa. <laughs> Could you refill right, my uh, dish, please? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I wonder how far they range. I assume you know, it's How far do they over. get from their river? Oh, it's yeah. It's like, well, you got to go a thousand miles, and you can only take Delta to there. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? I'll take my chances. All right. A similar weakness of the kappa involves its arms, which can easily be pulled from its body. As, yeah, you might expect that with mobile arms like that. Mm-hmm. If an arm is detached, the kappa will perform favors or share knowledge in exchange for its return. No word on what the favors would be. Yeah. <laughs> they do yeah, have... what can you do without arms? <laughs> well, can you... there's one thing. I don't know if you'd want a sure. kappa involved, but... Are you thinking of stomping grapes for wine? Yes, of course. Yes, okay. Something with grapes. <laughs> <laughs> all right another method involves shogi or sumo wrestling a kappa sometimes challenges a human being to wrestle or engage in other tests of skill this tendency is easily used to encourage the kappa to spill the water from its sara or sarah or the another name for the dish that we've avoided using up to this <laughs> point uh one notable example of this method is the folk tale of a farmer who promises his daughter's hand in marriage to a kappa in return for the creature irrigating its lands. The farmer's daughter challenges the kappa to submerge several gourds in water. When the kappa fails in its task, it retreats, saving the farmer's daughter from marriage. Kappa have also been driven away by their aversion to iron, sesame, or ginger. They don't like redheads. <laughs> well, it it's an interesting um, aversion. You know, it sounds ridiculous, but we talk about like vampire myths where they're averse to the cross or religious symbols or holy water or garlic. Well, and there's people that are allergic to like different kinds of gold and they can't wear silver because it, you know, makes them break out and stuff. So, Sure, our chocolate is supposed to kill certain animals. Yeah. Yet our rabbits got out one night and ate like a half pound symphony bar and are fine still, so... I don't know. Maybe not all copper susceptible to this. But we will tell you about some of their good deeds after a quick break. Welcome back, Crypt Keepers. All right, let's talk about some good deeds. Kappa are not entirely antagonistic to human beings. As we said, once befriended, Kappa may perform any number of tasks for human beings, such as helping farmers irrigate their land. Sometimes they bring fresh fish, which is regarded as a mark of good fortune for the family receiving it. They're also highly knowledgeable about medicine. Legend says that they taught the art of bone setting to humans. There are also legends that the kappa will save a friendly human from drowning. So do you want to tell us about the regional variations? Sure. Along with the Oni and Tengu, the kappa is among the best-known yokai in Japan. Shrines are dedicated to the worship of kappa as water deities in such places as Aomori Prefecture, which I probably mispronounced, or Miyagi Prefecture, which I'm pretty sure I got right. There were also festivals meant to placate the kappa in order to obtain a good harvest, some of which still take place today. These festivals generally took place during the two equinoxes of the year, when the kappa are said to travel from the rivers to the mountains and vice versa. So do they, maybe they spawn there. It could be, you know, like salmon or eel or right. something like that. The best known place where it has been claimed kappa reside is in the waters of Tono, in the Iwati Prefecture. 
In Tono, there's a Buddhist temple that has lion-dog statues with depressions on their heads reminiscent of the water-retaining dish on the heads of the kappas. Said to be dedicated to the kappa, which according to legend helped extinguish a fire at the temple. That's helpful. The kappa is also vener... Yeah. Yeah, they're like uh, the Squirtle Squad. Showing up <laughs> to help fight fires. Although I think, I think they were a gang in the Pokemon show. Anyway, the kappa is also venerated at the Sogenji Buddhist Temple in the Asakusa district of Tokyo, where according to tradition, a mummified arm of a kappa is enshrined within the chapel hall since 1818. So we're talking about an alleged kappa arm, right? And it's just one. It's not connected on the other side or anything, but it's somewhat convincing to actually see. And and I would recommend that you check it out because... I mean, the only other thing that I can see it being is an actual child's arm that has some, you know, discoloration in the skin, but it, it's a lot of bone. And then it does look like it's got wet, a webbed hand. And I think there's a foot that looks webbed too. So this could be, you know, something that a taxidermist did, but I don't know. It, it looks pretty legit to me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Kunio Yanagita, probably pronounced wrong, still records a few beliefs from the Tono area about women being accosted and even impregnated by the kappa. And you know what that gave birth to? (laughs) No, Jay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think that's how the song goes. I think so, yeah. I'm sure not the current version, but they... I. I don't know if I just missed something, but I feel like I've seen Ninja Turtle stuff all over the place lately. There's like a Ninja Turtles Batman crossover. There's been, I think, maybe crossovers with Scooby Doo. I think there might be a new movie out or newer. Yeah, since that one with like Stephen Amell as Casey Jones and God, I don't, I don't remember who else was in it. I just remember hearing that anyway that he was in it. Uh, their offspring were said to be repulsive to behold and were generally buried. So, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, especially for the little Ninja Turtles. I would like to see, like, a Guy Ritchie, Casey Jones origin story. You know, something that isn't, like, I don't even want Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles involved at all. I just want the story of this badass dude that's like, fuck it, I'm going to take a hockey goalie stick out and start fucking people up. (laughs) Guy Ritchie would be a great choice for that, actually. Yeah, so... Yeah, thinking about, like, what, Snatch and stuff like that. Didn't he Mm -hmm. do Snatch? Yeah. He did, yeah. All right, let's talk about some possible culprits. So, the Japanese giant salamander is a species of fully aquatic giant salamander endemic to Japan. So, when you think about a salamander, at least here in the States, you're probably not thinking about a hellbender which we actually have in some streams in Missouri that get to be like a foot long. You're probably thinking of a little salamander that you can just hold in your hand and it'll, you know, it'll easily fit into the palm of your hand. But what we're talking about, this Japanese giant salamander gets to be five foot long. It's the third largest salamander in the world, only being surpassed by its closely related relative, the Chinese giant salamander and the South China giant salamander. The Japanese giant salamander can grow to a length of five feet, as we said, and a weight of 55 pounds. So this is like a big pit bull. The largest wild specimen on record weighed 58 pounds and was about four and a half feet long. It's the third largest amphibian in the world So the brown and black mottled skin provides camouflage against the bottoms of streams and rivers. Its body surface is covered with numerous small warts with distinctive warts concentrating on its head. It has very small eyes with no eyelids and poor eyesight. Its mouth extends across the width of its head and can open to the width of its body. So we're talking about foot and a half wide mouth that can you know open up huge i mean it, it could definitely 
kill a child, you know, drown a child, no problem. The Japanese giant salamander is restricted to streams with clear, cool water. It's entirely aquatic and almost entirely nocturnal. Unlike typical pond-breeding salamanders whose juveniles migrate to the land after losing their gills through metamorphosis, it stays in the aquatic habitat even after the metamorphosis and breaches its head above the surface to obtain air without venturing out of the water and onto land. So this salamander can also absorb oxygen through its skin, which has many folds to increase the surface area. When threatened, the Japanese giant salamander can excrete a strong-smelling, milky substance. Uh, maybe the where they uh, got the farts stories from. You know, like it, it farts on people or whatever. Is that where buttermilk comes from, maybe? Mm-hmm. That stuff is nasty. Oh, it's good stuff. Oof. It has very poor eyesight and possesses special sensory cells covering its skin running from head to toe, and that is called the lateral line system. You see that with a lot of fish, too, especially sharks. These sensory cells, hair-like shapes, detect minute vibrations in the environment and are quite similar to the hair cells of the human inner ear. This feature is essential for hunting prey due to its poor eyesight. Adults feed mainly on freshwater crabs, crustaceans, worms, insects, frogs, fish, and an occasional cucumber. Yeah. It has very slow metabolism and can sometimes go for weeks without eating, and it lacks natural competitors. If you have not watched the show River Monsters with Jeremy Wade. It is a fantastic show. Love the show from top to bottom every episode. But he does a special show about Japan where he talks about a catfish that is said to be able to predict earthquakes and the kappa. Now, he goes to a stream with a scientist who, you know, studies these animals and he pulls one out. These things are terrifying, dude. When you pull them out of the water, they look like a giant black lizard with an enormous mouth. I mean, it looks like they could easily fit your head in their mouth. So they're pretty terrifying. And I can see why people wouldn't want their little kids going in streams because one of these could grab them and pull them under yeah but in my opinion this is most likely where the stories come from but we can get into that a little bit later you want to tell us about uh some cross-culture lore sure similar stories about these creatures can be found in asia and europe like the japanese description of this beast in chinese and scandinavian lore it is infamous for kidnapping and drowning people as well as horses. The Siukai, Siukoi, 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 that sounds right. Yeah. The, the Siukoi of the Philippine Islands is also known for kidnapping children by the water's edge. A frog face Voyanoi is known in Slavic mythology and is not easy to say. A green human-like being named Vodnik is widely known in Western Slavic folklore and tales, especially in the Czech Republic or Slovakia. In German mythology, a similar creature is known as Wasserman, Nix or Nickel. They have been mentioned in connection with the larger rivers Elba and Saal in the eastern part of Germany, but they are most widely connected to Lusatia in southeast Germany. But we've already mentioned the TMNT. What about pop culture? Well, I just wonder if Debbie Wasserman Schultz is part Kappa. Part lizard person? Yeah. Um, it is interesting. And we talk about, we'll, we'll do some kind of multi-cryptid episodes where we just talk about, you know, 15 or 20 that there's just not a lot of information on just for a fun after party. And there is like, uh, what is the guy that Ohio Toad Man or the toad man of a, a certain bridge. And then there's one, I think, in Kentucky. So there are some similar references in the United States, too. But it is interesting because, as far as I know, there aren't any giant salamanders in any of these other countries except for, you know, Japan and China. But I can tell you, in the Philippines, yeah, you want to stay away from the water because you could have a salty come out and grab you and drag you in and if you get 
grabbed by a saltwater crocodile, you're dead. So they want to keep the kids away from the water's edge. But I don't know. It's weird because that's it in Japan in the rivers, right? Like there's no alligators or crocodiles. It, it I think it just gets too cold for them. So when they're talking about keeping their children away from streams, it's pretty much for this uh, giant salamander. But in pop culture, the kappa is a popular creature and... It cuts across genre lines, appearing in folk religion, beliefs, legends, folk tales, and folk metaphors. In Japan, the character Sagoyo is conventionally depicted as a kappa. He, being a comrade of the magic monkey Sun Wukong, in the Chinese story Journey to the West. Akutagawa's 1927 novella, Kappa, centers on a man who got lost and ended up in the land of the kappa near a local mountain. The story heavily focuses on suicide, and Akutagawa killed himself in the year the work was published. In everyone's favorite anime, Inuyasha, a kappa, Shagoyo's descendant, is said to be a descendant of the legendary character from the journey to the west. Kappa and creatures based on them are recurring characters in Japanese, what they call special effects films and television shows. And everybody's favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The so-called turtles accidentally activate the Time Scepter, a mystical artifact, and end up traveling back in time to Japan of the Edo period. So that's specifically focusing on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, but basically they're Kappa, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're basically exactly what we're describing, except they're also ninjas. So, as a running gag, some of the townspeople who interact with them feel frightened by their appearance and mistake them for the legendary Kappa throughout the movie. And how could you not? In Resident Evil Village, one of the four Lord antagonists, Moreau, is inspired by the Kappa. Several Pokemon are based on the Kappa, most notably Gold Duck and the evolutionary family of Lotod, Lombre, and Ludicolo. Not sure if I'm saying those right. Is that? Uh, did you ever play Pokemon? Yeah, I mean the original series and the original sets are Golduck, but the other ones I don't know. Well, I'm probably saying them right then. <laughs> All right, real quick, who's the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? That's a good question. What do, What do you think? All right, so you've got Donatello with the staff. You've got Leonardo with the katana. Michelangelo with the nunchucks and Raphael with the size, which is a a Chinese pokey weapon. It's basically <laughs> like a it's basically just a stabber with some hand guards on it. It is interesting that although these teenage mutant ninja turtles have this bladed weaponry, it's always used to like cut down a support in a building and these, you know, robots get killed or whatever it's kind of like on gi joe when everybody was firing lasers but nobody ever hit a person mm -hmm. so uh i'm going leonardo because the katana i mean he's got two you really only need one and the rest of the weapons pale in comparison but michelangelo's got the best personality i think i would go donatello mm. is he the he's the smart one yeah, and he's got the staff, like you're saying. I like the staff, and I dig the the nerdiness. I watched a little bit of the Batman crossover thing, and they pull out little. They almost look like a turtle, but they open them in their phones. They mm -hmm. refer to them as shell phones. Yeah, Ugh. perfect. Pretty bad. It's got to be a Donatello invention. <laughs> All right, we'll give our final thoughts after a quick break. Welcome back, Crypt Keepers. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, why don't you go first? All right. My final thoughts are pretty simple. Cool story, brah. It's <laughs> giant salamanders. And I think 
everything else is probably folklore based on traditional Japanese beliefs, like the fact that they are absolutely obsessed with politeness. Sure. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I could see how they could have, like a myth like that could evolve. Mm -hmm. We portray vampires now as physical beings in mm -hmm. pop culture. Right. But the original legends were that they were basically spirits. Okay. Because you would find the person, or at least that's my understanding, they were supposed to be like spirits. You know, they'd become a vampire, which was not necessarily physically there doing things. But I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, they did dig them up and look for signs of having recently gorged on blood. But <laughs> it's just one of these things where I think the myth has evolved. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we change our myths all the time. Right. Like in Moonlight, which was a great show that they only did one season of. Not Moonlighting, but Moonlight. <laughs> uh, they, what was it? The vampires slept in freezers. Like they had to sleep where it was cold. Haven't seen it. They could go out in the sun, but like the sun just weakened them. You know, right. like there's a point where he's literally i think it's in the first episode where he's explaining it you know he's like dreaming that he could be interviewed and like tell somebody what it's like you know and they were mm. like what about sunlight and he's like uh you know sunlight's not good longer i'm in the sun the worst i feel he's like it's like while we're on the subject garlic is tasty on pizza mm -hmm. she's like you know he's like throw holy water on me i get wet crucifixes like all right if you're into that kind of thing like mm -hmm. you know they kind of uh, I guess they're trying to modernize it. Yeah. So I could see them going with this, you know, belief that maybe the the salamanders are somehow spiritual beings, and then eventually yeah. combining like the spirit part and the creature to sure. be the same thing. Because yeah, a fifty-five pound salamander that can open its mouth wide enough to like bring in a basketball. Yep. It may not be taking down horses, or at least not one. Right. Yeah, but it could it could definitely, unfortunately, be the explanation for a kid going missing. Yeah, absolutely, and that's there's a purpose for boogeymen, right? Uh, listen to what mom and dad say. Mm -hmm. Don't go by the water; you could drown. Maybe that's the main reason they don't want them there. It seems like in the stream in River Monsters there were real big rocks that you really couldn't like stand on. Like they were very round and very fast moving water because they need that because the oxygen is, is, you know, greater and fast moving water so they can, they can get oxygen better. But I mean, we, we have El Kukui, right? Listen to what your parents tell you or El Kukui is going to come and get you listen to your parents when they tell you it's time to go to bed or the boogeyman's going to come and get you. So it's yeah. kind of these or Krampus ways. is going to, what is it? Beat you with this. I don't remember what Krampus does. Anymore. Oh, he beats you with a bundle of sticks and then okay, puts that's you in a cage and carries you off to be eaten. Yeah. I think that as we have quote unquote evolved, like psychologically and mentally, we're kind of seeing that maybe lying to children to keep them away from things isn't the best idea because here's what happens the kids do it anyway and then they're like oh there's no monster down here i'll come down here whenever i want and then mom and dad say don't try drugs because you know you could end up a drug addict and they'll think like oh right and there's also a fucking three foot tall turtle boy that lives in the water down there and mm. they'll try the drugs or, you know, don't go to this part of town. There's a lot of bad stuff that happens there. Well, yeah, but you said there was a turtle guy in the water, so I don't believe you anymore. So I think teaching kids the real reasons why uh, things are dangerous is much more effective. So, Sure. I mean, mo I think most myths are designed to help people survive. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you look at just, if you remove the religion part of like the Ten Commandments, and I might have said this before on the show, I, I feel like I've, I've definitely said it before to other people. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a pretty good survival guide. You yeah. know, if you're in a time period where humans are definitely not 
the dominant creature on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just good rules to live by. Yeah. Whether you think they were given to you by God or some, you know, smart guy who's trying to keep everyone in line. But yeah, you can cause people to doubt you mm. by using stories like this. Like my mom, when I was a kid, she knew somebody whose kid had done everything. She knew somebody whose kid like fell down a storm drain or stuck their head out the window and got it whacked off by like a speed sign. Yeah. Like all kinds of weird things. And it was like, I was probably 11 and I was like, I don't think I believe you anymore. Like this all seems really unlikely. Right. Like, you know, 38 people that had horrific deaths. Yeah. It's like, you should run for Senator or something. Yeah. All your, all your friends seem really happy. I don't know that they, all had their kids carried off by Kappa when they got too close right. to the river. Yeah, and I think we run into the problem. Like when I was in D.A.R.E. as a kid, right? They're like, okay, this is what this drug looks like. This is what this drug looks like, blah, 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 blah. Don't try marijuana. Marijuana is the same as cocaine and heroin and crystal meth and blah, 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 blah. So then... You know, obviously, in most cases, a kid's not going to be like, "Uh, what should my first drug be? How about meth? No, they're going to start probably smoking cigarettes, maybe, you know, taking a can of beer or a drink of whiskey here and there. And then they try pot. And they're like, this isn't so bad. Why did they say this is the same as cocaine? Why did they say this is the same as heroin? Why did they say this is the same as crystal meth? Okay, well, if it's the same, then these other drugs must not be a problem either. I'm going to try cocaine. Boom. Addicted. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's the same kind of logic, but. Thank you. I've read studies on it before, like why Mm -hmm. they used to say that kind of thing and why they said it was a gateway drug, even though it's. There's no logical reason why you would go from one to the other. Mm -hmm. You can be hooked on alcohol and not be like, all right, let's let's take this up a notch. Right. It's because it's illegal. And mm-hmm. the only place to get it was probably people who could get you other things. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's like the sale item that gets you into the store. Like you're in there for a little bit of the devil's lettuce. <laughs> but they can try to sell you something else. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely true. Uh, it, but when we look at like a crack addict or a heroin addict. Obviously they probably tried marijuana first, probably. Now I can't say that in all cases, but I have never, and I know a lot of people that have done a lot of drugs. A lot of friends have died from a lot of drugs and they did all start with cigarettes and pot and alcohol, Mm -hmm. but they also had a double cheeseburger and they also had a glass of Coca-Cola before there was cocaine or after they uh, stopped putting cocaine in it. And <laughs> so like you like to say, correlation doesn't equal causation. And now, you know, 20 years later, it's legal. So trust the science, Ryan. Trust the science. Um, all right. You got any other final thoughts on the. Kappa. Oh man, on the Kappa. I mean, I do think it's an interesting case where so many similar myths popped up in different places. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I think it's this salamander. I think it's probably stories come with trade, and it probably spread. Well, would you like the Kappa to be real? Um, not more <laughs> or less than anything else. Not really. I mean, I like the idea. I've always, I've always thought it was kind of strange that there's no like missing link that we found yet. Mm -hmm. You know, like with the salamander, the one in Japan, there's one similar in China and South China, Uh but they're, they're distinct enough to say that they're different species. Mm -hmm. You know, with most animals, it's like that. There's something, there's the thing. And then there's a thing that's real close that evolves someplace else or, whatever and people look different 
Sure. People sure. from Scandinavia look different than people from Africa naturally. You know, like if you go back a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all the same species. And it's, I don't know, it would just be interesting if there was like an aquatic humanoid being that evolved that was out there. You know, or like Bigfoot is closely related to a human, but not quite a human. It's, you know, it's it's always been... Like, why are we so far distant to our nearest animal relative? Right. How come we use tools to build aircraft and our closest relatives use tools to put a stick in a termite mound and get some food? Yeah. It's, it, there has to be something else. I, you, I either, and I, you know, I believe that we were created, but in evolution where does that jump take place yeah i mean there's arguments that it was that there were other species of humans i mean then they, they found it in the fossil records that there were other right neanderthal other, stuff like yeah that. homo habilis stuff you know these different species of human that evolved that were not necessarily just stepping stones but you know probably co at least some of them probably coexisted absolutely and that they just wiped each other out but it's like man we have we are still in 2023 finding uncontacted tribes. Right. But they're still like us. Right. Yeah. They're not, they're not, you know, we're, we haven't yet found apart from the ones in the commercials, we haven't found Neanderthals out there. A, a living one. Yeah. I'm making a joke. We haven't found Neanderthals except the ones that they had in like Geico commercials. Oh, those were so good. They were really good, but yeah, they're, they're, I don't know. You would just think that if it was possible for them to coexist at the same time, that there would be some somewhere. Well, we have that just happened not to get wiped out. Absolutely. It, well, we have pygmy tribes. We have Homo floresiensis. I think is how you say it. The uh, Hobbit person uh, that was discovered in uh, it's like Malaysia or Sumatra, uh, some island you know, in one of those countries, I feel bad for not knowing it, but you know, do your research people go out there and look <laughs> it up yourself. But sadly there is another possibility that maybe there was some sort of toxin or disease or family genetics that at one point created these people that like you said look different i mean there are people out there as we speak whose feet look like trees their toes grow out like roots and this is a a deformity a disease but why couldn't that have happened back then where you know you have an average japanese family you know they're they're not real tall you know just in general and you know maybe if you have something that some sort of disease in your family a three foot tall you know deformed kid that maybe these people were you know embarrassed ashamed whatever and you know they basically kicked the kid out or you know raised it for a while and then told him it was time to leave go off into the forest and people found these you know some of these deformed bodies like on the sides of streams or something like that and then everything kind of got mishmashed together i mean we know that in harsher times families would just kill their infant we can't feed you and it's it's really sad, but I, I think that's another possibility, at least a partial possibility that, you know, they may have been deformed people that were ridiculed and cast out. Yeah. I mean, and you're also potentially right about there being some kind of toxin or disease mm-hmm. that hit the others. Because, like, if you think about bananas. I do. I listened to a podcast about bananas a couple months ago and they were talking about the gross Michelle banana which is like when you eat a banana runt or something like that's the flavor that's why they don't taste like 
the bananas we have today. Because huh. that there were two species, and that species was almost completely, either almost completely wiped out or totally wiped out, at least from the farms, uh-huh. uh, by some kind of fungal disease. Mm-hmm. So the one we have now is called the Cavendish, which doesn't have the same flavor. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that, yeah, you can... I mean, and that's another point where you have... Although there are still other similar fruits, like there are plantains and stuff like that, but there are two species of bananas that were commonly used. Mm-hmm. And one of them, there was some disease that just wiped all of them out. Yeah. Because just... they were all in, like, farms and things like that. So if you had groups that were all living in the same place and some disease came through, possible. Yeah, you just never know. I guess I really don't have anything else on the Kappa Kappa. What about you? <laughs> no, nothing else. Tell them what they need to know. Oh, if you guys want to hear more about Kappas and bananas and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you can let us know at crypticpodcast at gmail.com. Share us with somebody that you think will like it and, uh, you know, maybe tell us some guests you'd like to hear. That's something we, we might be into if we can try to get a hold of somebody absolutely We've done some guests before but i don't know if the guests have ever been recommended by a listener not up to this point i've been kind of uh searching them out and just looking for stuff i think people people will find interesting so mm-hmm. yeah let us know what you want to hear and check out Parabox in the show notes always like supporting them like their stuff like i said it's the kind of shirt that i will stop people for wearing like everything like that so if you want to be stopped and annoyed by ryan yeah if you want me to stop you in the produce section of sam's club be like i like that shirt then then that's where you need to go (laughs) absolutely all right well what do we always say don't sleep cryptique good evening crypt keepers Gonna say nighty night, keep your butthole tight, because the kappas are coming for you. (laughs) 